I want you to join me in um, the book of Ecclesiastes, um, chapter 7, verses 19 to 20. Um, I want you all to read with me, all right? Let's read it together. Wisdom makes one wise person more powerful than ten rulers in a city. Indeed, there's no one on earth who is righteous, no one who does what is right and never sins. Do not pay attention to every word people say, or you may hear your servant cursing you. For you know in your heart that many times you yourselves have cursed others. All this I tested by wisdom, and I said, I am determined to be wise, but this was beyond me. Whatever exists is far off and most profound. Who can discover it? So I turned my mind to understand, to investigate, and to search out wisdom and the scheme of things and to understand the stupidity of wickedness and the madness of folly. I find more bitter than death the woman who is a snare, whose heart is a trap, and whose hands are chains. The man who pleases God will escape her, but the sinner she will ensnare. Look, says the teacher, this is what I have discovered, adding one thing to another to discover the scheme of things. While I was still searching but not finding, I found one upright man among a thousand, but not one upright woman among them all. This only I have found. God created mankind upright, but they have gone in search of many schemes. The word of God is already blessed. Would you bow and pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for your word. Father, in this preaching time, even though I have prepared, but I need your help. Even though I have studied, but I need your strength. Speak through me and speak to me, for we are listening. May the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, will be acceptable into your sight. O oh Lord, my rock, my redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, wisdom for the new year. We're going to need it. We're going to need it. Wisdom for the new year. Um, typically, in the new year, people said, new year, new me. Um, now, the phrase is 2023 is for me. Um, the reality of it is this, as we approach every new year, we have resolutions, and some of you already felt your resolution. You have not read your Bible every day like you said you were going to. Some of you already felt your resolution because you know you had that deep fried turkey because you said you were going to be eating healthy, but after the soup jumu, you still... Y'all got to help me. Am I, am I? And some of you, you said you were not going to watch certain things, and you've been watching it. You're not going to visit certain people, you've been visiting them. 
I mean, as a matter of fact, we know that most people already fail their New Year resolution, even though we're only the eighth day of the year. But so, what do we need to really thrive or survive for some people into this new year? Well, the book that we are in, we've been studying the book, so I'm not going to do all the background like we usually do. I'm just going to go straight into it. We need wisdom for the new year. We need wisdom, not just for the new year, but we need wisdom day by day, and we need wisdom for the rest of our lives. I submit to you, if you're going to succeed in life, you need wisdom. I submit to you, if you're going to thrive as God intended for you to thrive, you need wisdom. But you said, Pastor Perry, you said I need wisdom, but what in the world is wisdom? I'm glad you asked. Well, um, Collins Dictionary defines wisdom as this, as the ability to use your experience and knowledge in order to make sensible decisions of judgment. Well, I don't have to preach here. It's saying that you need experience and knowledge in order for you to make wise and sensible decisions. Now, you may say, well, I don't have that much experience, but you have knowledge. There's the knowledge of the Word of God that you have. Now, I don't just stop to give you a secular definition of wisdom. Uh, well, the King James Dictionary defined wisdom as the right use or exercise of knowledge, the choice of laudable ends, and the best and, and of the best means to accomplish them. I, I like this. I like this. It says it's the right use of exercise or knowledge, you know, for you to get to the plausible end. In other words, when you use right knowledge, when you use, when you exercise the knowledge that you have properly, you are always able to have the plausible end. In other words, in this year, what I'm trying to tell you, and if you don't hear my little sermon, what I'm trying to tell you is this. If you use the Word of God properly, if you exercise the Word of God into your life, I guarantee you, you're going to have favor with God, therefore you're going to have success. Now, I know, I know, it's not the this year is for me sermon that you want to hear, but I'm here to tell you what God has in store for us. Um, I'm not going to keep you long. I got two things in application. Solomon is the one who's teaching. And beginning of verse 19 of our text, it says, Wisdom makes one wise more powerful than ten rulers in a city. Um, from verse 19 to 22, I want you to know that if you're going to have... Um, there's a question that I have. Could you project the question? Go, go back, go back. Um, if you're going to have wisdom for the new year, what that means that is telling us we need to be depending upon God's wisdom 
for the new year. So then, what does that look like? What does it mean to depend on God's wisdom? What does that look like in this new year? Two things. Number one, number one, watch this. You need to have a balanced assessment. Let's just say balanced assessment. Okay. Um, what we don't think about is that we don't do well with assessing things. We typically do very well post-mortem. After things happen, everybody got wisdom. And this is where the Collins Dictionary comes in, right? It says experience. In other words, you go do something, then you failed, then you get a scar, then the scar is going to give you the experience. Now, mind you, now Solomon is preaching here, and Solomon's already uh, um, gone through it, and he's telling you, this is what you need. So balance assessment. W watch this. There's balance assessment. Three things you're going to see in balance assessment. Number one, it helps you to walk wisely in this world. Because when you do a balance assessment, it gives you wisdom to walk in this world. You're with me? Verse 19. Wisdom makes the wise men stronger than ten rulers in a city. Um, the chain of thought here is the contrast between righteous and wicked. Solomon observes that neither the righteous person nor the wicked always gets the appropriate reward. This being the case, it is no good pretending to be what one is not. Don't pretend to be very righteous when you are not. You need to assess. Don't pretend to be something that you are not. You can aspire to be something and work towards it, but don't pretend. What Solomon is saying here. Fake it till you make it won't work. In 2023, you cannot fake it till you make it. God, God has given us the knowledge required to have the proper wisdom. You're with me? We have been given the proper knowledge required to have the wisdom. So we don't have to fake it till we make it. What we need to do in 2023 is to admit where we are in order for us to get the proper or acquire the proper knowledge to gain the right wisdom for us to thrive. I wish I, I wish I had somebody who was helping me. I, I, I know that, that, that I know that sounds good. We need to admit where we are and acquire the proper knowledge through the word of God, in order for us to thrive like God intends for us to thrive. Um, if you are trying to fake it till you make it, you're never going to make it because you're still faking it. But if you admit where you are, you don't have to fake it because with God, you don't have to fake it. So, here, don't fake it till you make it in the balance assessment. Because it says this, one, wisdom 
makes the wise men stronger than ten rulers in the city. That's in verse 19. Not only you see when you do a balance assessment, you, you see that it, it gives you wisdom for this walk in this world. It gives you wisdom for the year of 2023. But watch what verse 20 um, does. It helps you and I to ask for forgiveness when we sin. Verse 20, here it is. There is not one righteous man on earth who does what is right and never sins. Um, in, in other words, um, don't pretend to have a spiritual pedigree that you don't have, that you haven't earned. And most of us know that we cannot, all of us should know that we cannot earn any spiritual pedigree. The Bible says in Romans 3, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Um, don't be holier than thou. You got sins, I got sins, but we got a Jesus. So what it is is this, when you sin, in a balanced assessment, you are able to ask forgiveness. So therefore, when someone sin against you, you are able to forgive them. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. All right, uh, okay. Let, 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 let me, let me, can I preach here for a second? The problem that we have is this. We want God to forgive us, but we don't want to forgive others. You don't realize that every second, every minute of the hour, you are offending God. But the moment someone offends you, I'm going to, I'm going to come to this in a minute. The moment someone offends you, you don't want to talk to them anymore. If I'm going to ask for forgiveness, I know that I have to be able to forgive. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Can I tell you a secret? In this new year, in this season of your life, God won't forgive you if you can forgive others. I know that's not the happy-go-lucky. You missed the happy-go-lucky sermon on Friday night. You should have been here on Friday night. You missed that. But this is the, this is the hard stuff. This is the growing up stuff. You gotta forgive. Verse 21 and 22. In the balance assessment, we see that it gives us wisdom for this walk, and we see that it helps us to ask forgiveness when we sin. But watch this in verses 21 and 22. It enables us to bear, it enables us to bear criticism and not criticize others. Twenty twenty three. Y'all can be friends with me afterwards. Like I preach what the word of God says. It enables us to bear criticism and not criticize others. Watch what it says in twenty one and twenty two. Do not pay attention to every word people say. 
or you may hear your servant cussing you. For you know in your heart that many times you yourself have cursed others. Even if we do not have servant to curse us, sooner or later, we are bound to overhear somebody saying something about us that may be unkind or untrue. What is your first reaction when somebody says something about you you don't like? You get mad. And then you want to get even. They say something about you. They say your head is too big. You tell them about their mama. You know how we do it. And here's, here's the funny thing. You can be a kid. You can be a grown adult. We're still the same way. What the text is teaching us is that we are to be able to bear criticism because this is what wisdom you're going to need for this year because not everybody's going to be saying good things about you. Not everybody's going to be testifying how good God has been to you. They're going to say, you you had a shortcut, you did something wrong. If they see God's favor upon you, all of a sudden now they're going to take the social media to say all these things about you. But what God is telling you in this season, you have to be able to bear the criticism. Meanwhile, you don't criticize others. You know what, the, you know what this, it says? You got two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much and speak less. We need to have a true balance assessment. People can also believe false things about us. You know, you don't do what they say you do, but they're in the church with you. People, anybody ever know you in church, people in the church spread rumors about you? Guess what? You have to be able to bear that criticism and not criticize them because you got to worship with them. Okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. You're not feeling me. People are going to say, you have done things you, have, you did not do. If you're in redemption, you still got to come and kiss them, one to the right, one to the left. But see, God has given us wisdom to love people the way that he loves us. That's why we have the balance assessment. Now, I, I, can, I can go on. You all know I, I can go on, but, but I, I, I'm going to go my second, my second thing. We see for the new year, for wisdom for the new year, we need to have a balanced assessment. But secondly, the text has given us kindly reminders. Or, yeah, kindly reminders. Verses 23 to 28. I'm going to read it for once so we can go over this. All 
this I tested by wisdom and I said, I am determined to be wise. But this was beyond me. Whatever wisdom may be, it is far off and most proud. Who can discover it? So I turned my mind to understand, to investigate, and to teach out of wisdom and the scheme of things and to understand the stupidity of wickedness and the madness of folly. I found, I find more bitter than death. The woman was a snare, whose heart is a trap, and whose hands and are chains. The man who pleases God will escape her, but the sinner will ensnare. Look, says the teacher, this is what I've discovered. Adding one thing to another to discover the scheme of things. While I, I was still searching, but not finding, I found one upright man among a thousand. But the upright, but not one upright woman among them all. This is what I found. God made mankind upright, but men have gone in search of many. Solomon gently reminds us that knowing is a lot easy. Living with wisdom is hard. It's easier to find, to find a knowledgeable person than someone who lives the principle of God's word in their daily life. Wisdom, not knowledge, is going to serve you good for you to realize you cannot understand everything God is doing in this world. My least favorite kind of people is the people that find the need to give an expression for everything. Sometimes you just don't know. And because you don't know, www.zipit.com. Not everything God is doing, you have an expression for. And if you do this, that's going to help you not to be part of what we just covered, where you are criticizing people without knowing. And this year, God's about to do something in some people's lives around you. You would not be able to quantify it or understand it. Don't try to give an explanation to something you don't understand. Solomon resolved to be wise, but, never, but he was never able to figure out everything on his own. There's so much out, that God, out there that God has for us that we can never discover the depths and riches of his grace and help. I mean, you think you're here because of your goodness? You think you're here because of God's, because, because of how you attend church all the time? You think you're here because you come to Sunday school or you come to Bible study? You think you're here because, no, God's, God is doing things that, okay, can I tell you, can I, can I, can I, we're family, can I tell you a secret? If you, or able to understand everything God is doing, God is not doing it. Um, I don't care how old you are. If, 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 if anybody ever had that experience, God give you a glimpse of, of what, of what He's about to do in your life and you got scared. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, you, you know, this is not the mumbo jumbo, name it and claim it and bag it and take it to the bank. This is not that. 
God give you a glimpse of what he's about to do in the future. You yourself can't even believe it. That's why we cannot grasp. It's a reminder for you to know that you aren't able to grasp everything God is doing in this world. If you, can, if you cannot understand or grasp everything God is doing in your own life, what makes you think you are now the commentator to explain what God is doing in my life? Stay in your lane. Let God do what he is doing in your life. And some of you in this year, your one word is hallelujah. Because you cannot comprehend it. You cannot explain it. There's a song that the contemporary choir used to sing. My God is so high. My God is so, um, can't. No, my God is so, so high, so wide, so, so low. You can't, you can go around him. You, can, you, you must come in and buy into the land. God is so big. You, if you think it is you who's God's favorite, and then God has given you the gift to explain everybody about everything that's happening in their lives. You and for who they're working this year. Because God, in the words of Tasha Cobb, God's about to blow your mind. And you can explain when God blows somebody's mind and they're still alive. That there are some people that, the, the, that, that God reversed what the doctor said. You can explain it. There are some people, God gave them a job where they don't qualify for it, but you can explain it. And they ain't got no network. They in there, and they find favor. You can explain it. And, and, and see, ooh, can, can, can I drop this in your spirit? You know, can I drop this in your spirit? When you see God is doing something you don't explain to somebody's life, don't go trying to speak into it. Just praise God with them, because if God is in the area, it's in your area too. You cannot, you cannot, grasp everything that God is doing. So you got to accept that. That's a reminder. Um, verses 26 to 29, and I'll take my seat. Uh, you know what it helps us to do? To face the sinfulness of humanity in general. Um, reminder, you're a sinner, so are your sisters and your cousins. You're a sinner, so is me, so is everybody else. So therefore, you got to get off of your high horse when someone step on your toes. Mind you, you step on somebody else's toes too. Because in this world, in this life that we are all walking in, and this year, guess what? As I'm stepping on your toes accidentally or sometimes on purpose, you step on somebody else's toes accidentally or pur purposefully as well. And this is where the grace comes in. You would save yourself a whole lot of trouble if you give people the same grace God has given to you. Don't what works at me. Don't what works at me. In 2023, be a gracious somebody. Give someone the same grace God has given unto you. 
You know when you say, God, I promise I would never, if I don't, I would never go back again, only for it to go right back. When someone follows that same sin and you're the first one that's about to cast a stone, you, we all sin. That doesn't mean we get to stay in our sins. But, but, but there's something in the text here I, I, I want to I cover because I know I got some Bible reader. You see how Solomon said that he found only one man, he cannot find one woman? This is not to put women down. Okay, let, let's, come on now. We in 22, let, let's, get, let's get this right. Let's get this right now. Um, as a matter of fact, if you think about it, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon used, Solomon called Proverbs as a woman. So Solomon loves women. But the thing you have to understand is this, as Solomon is talking about, I mean, he loves him too much, that's why he's writing this the way that he's writing it. So this is not something to say women are less than men. You're with me, Bible, I, I, I know, I know I got some Bible uh, um, readers up in here that's going to be like, Pastor Perry, you didn't cover this in the text. So there, there it is. Y'all got this? Y'all with me? So th this is not to say men are more superior than women. But we have to understand that what it is here, we can't figure out everything that's out there. And there's so much sinfulness in humanity that if you begin to think about all the sins that are in humanity, you go crazy. That's why we said, Fergus, give him grace. Give him grace. Sometimes if you, if you were to Think about your sins, all of your sins. You're probably going to be like, man, I'm such a bad person. But God has given you grace. But, but see, here in this block of text, you got two choices. You can either say, since there's so much sin in this world, I'm going to give up altogether, altogether in despair. But Solomon did not do that, nor should we. The best alternative is to admit that we do not have all the answers. We don't have all the answers. But also, we must believe that God still does. Okay, y'all miss your shot right there. Um, I don't have all the answers as to why God is doing this in your life or my life. As to why people sin so much. But I know God does. And this wisdom, you're going to need it. Because a lot of you, you go and see people's lives in social media and you think this is supposed to be your life. we got to stop being copycat. Sometimes you don't even know. Listen, listen. You, you, you know, there's something on, on people's cell phone called filter. They filter the picture. Some people who darker than me, all of a sudden they, they light as Kistner. Filter. And some people, their lives is a living something, fill in the blank. But they're gonna, they're gonna go to the car dealership and sit next to a, a, a Lamborghini and take a picture and they post it. You think they're living large? Mm-mm. 
you, my brother, you, my sister, don't go and try to be what everybody else is doing. You stay in your lane. Let God deal with you. We must believe God has the answers for all the problems. And then we wait for whatever wisdom he provides. And this is the way of humility and faith. John Calvin called this a learned ignorance. In other words, God is blessing you or people are sinning. If you're in the church, I will call you out on your sin. I'll call you to repentance. You continue to sin, there'll be discipline against you. But at the, at the end of the day, I cannot bear your sins. You cannot bear my sins. I pray that you find God's grace so you can live your sin, but I cannot bear it. So therefore, I'm going to be a learned ignorant. Um... We should try as hard as we can to understand the meaning of life. But we should also be content to confess that there are some mysteries we do not understand. Even when we doubt, we are to doubt wisely. Are you guys listening to me? I know this is not the New Year sermon you want to hear, but... You know, I, I, I may say a few things in the end to, to get you excited. Um, know the limits of wisdom is part of wisdom. In 2023, knowing the limit of wisdom is part of you being wise. In other words, when you know that you don't know, therefore you don't speak, that's wisdom. You understand what I'm saying? Um, sister girl got a raise. Brother man got a raise. You don't know how they got it. Let it be. This couple bought a new house. Praise God. They got a new car. Praise God. Somebody was single, got a new boo, and they moving real fast. Let them move. Praise God. Praise God. You don't know how long they'll be waiting, so how much do you... <laughs> they can... You know, just praise God. Um, they, 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 they talk about this guy um, named Lee Edward Travis. He was the founding dean of the Graduate School of Psychology at Fuller Seminary. His intellectual pilgrimage illustrated Solomon's frustration. As a brilliant young psychologist, he was the first American to develop techniques of electrolytes, um, phallography, and study human brain waves. As he began his research, he was heady with the hope of getting to the core of what it means to be human. Yet, the more he worked in the lab at the University of Iowa, 
the further away he found himself from the profound aims of his search, of his research. Later, he turned to the study of speech impediments, especially stuttering. For years, he labored with students and colleagues to understand the physical and emotional causes of defective speech. He helped to found the American Speech and Hearing Association. Along the way, he transferred his hope from brainwave research to study to study and speech pathology. Again, and his hope, again, his hopes were dashed. The closer he tried to approach the essence of humanity, the further away it moved. Finally, when he met Christ as Lord and Savior, he ordered Eureka. And that one encounter, he had found the answer both to what human beings are and to what they need. A wise man always, yet he and Christ came to know the why, the wisdom beyond wisdom. I don't have much to tell you as I take, as I go to the application. Jesus is the wisdom that you need for 2023. I know that's, that's, that's old. I know that's, that's cliche, but he, he is the wisdom you need for 2023. Um, by way of application, as we do the assessment and kind of reminders, listen, um, you will be failed by other people. I don't want you to be surprised. Don't be surprised when other people fail you. They failed you last year. They're going to fail you this year. No one is perfect. Remember that you yourself, you're not perfect. And as much as it depends on you, you say you say all these things, you fail people too. So, wisdom for this year? Guess what? You're going to fail me, I'm going to fail you. But we got to be honest about it. Instead of being upset, train your mind to start with the value of the other person. You know what you, you know who you are? You are image of God, image bearer of God. You know why am I image bearer of God? So it would save us a whole lot of headaches in 2023 to know that I may fail you and you may fail me. But see, we've got to acknowledge that to one another. Number two, um, don't seek out others' opinions on you. Just remember who you are before God and Christ. I know that's not deep. I know it's not deep. People say things about you, but too many of us, we cared more about people's opinion of us than we care about God's opinion about us. Wisdom is knowledge, and the knowledge is to know what God says about you. A 
Lastly, as I already said when I began, you know what you need to say? Give me Jesus. We need Jesus. Jesus is what we need. His wisdom. There's an old Afro-American spiritual hymn called Give Me Jesus. They don't know who the author is. The song is simple but yet powerful. And the lyrics of the, the song ends with the stanza and refrain, Give Me Jesus. Give me Jesus. It says this, in the morning when I rise. In the morning when I rise. In the morning when I rise. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You may have all this world, but give me Jesus. Dark midnight was my cry. Dark midnight was my cry, but give me Jesus. I heard the mourner say, I heard the mourner say, give me Jesus. Oh, when I come to die, when I come to die, give me Jesus. Jesus is the very essence of wisdom. If you got Jesus into this year, you will thrive. So, remember, as you assess yourself, as you're remembering those friendly reminders, but say this, say this with me. Give me Jesus. God bless you.